Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Here we go, everybody. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on Friday, the fourth day of February 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. We are getting ready for a Friday show for you, which will include a visit from our friend, Jen, from the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Miss Jen Adams is going to be coming in here, going to bring in comedian Tim Northern as well, who's going to be performing over the course of the weekend there at the Lounge. So that should be exciting. That's going to happen in the 8 o'clock hour. We have your hookup for WWE tickets today as well. A couple times over, that show was happening Sunday at Extra Mile Arena. Road to WrestleMania comes plowing right through. Boise, Idaho, watch out. And you're going to want to take part in the fun and excitement that is the WWE. It's always a good show when they put one on. I was thinking, Big J, we always get ourselves uh, what is considered to be a house show. When was the last time, like, Raw was in Boise? Oh, I don't I don't remember. But it seems like it's been a while. It's happened? Like, we, yes. there was a live Raw broadcast? Yes. Like, was it like the, the Attitude Era? Oh, wait a second. Live, I can't say for sure. Or do you think maybe it was a SmackDown where they taped it? It could have been a taped yeah. situation. They, Raw was live, SmackDown taped. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while. But either way, these are always good to see and always entertaining and always fun to enjoy. And so we encourage you to do exactly that. We'll give you tickets to that. We also have some tickets to our free X show coming up with Dead Sarah on the 21st. That is now just a couple weeks away, man. Hopefully you're excited for that. And uh, today is the last day for you to support a subs from us. We have two combo meals up for grabs, guaranteed, and then we're going to give away a six-foot party sub at the end of the show today for somebody to enjoy at the big game. Ideally, like uh, I, you're not contractually obligated to get this on the big game day. Yeah, you can use it whenever you want, but you know, odds are, if you're going to need a six-foot party sub, that would be the day that you would use it. Exactly. If we had to guess, not knowing your schedule or your your plans or any of that stuff, <laughs> uh, you making plans for the old big game? Yeah. What did you decide to do, host? Yeah, but we're just having family over. Of course. We don't want any weirdos coming over. No. No, not a lot. Uh, but I, I know you were talking about food figuring things out. Was that uh, remedied yesterday? Yeah, some uh, dips and uh, some chicken wings. All right. Oh, chicken wings have been decided, huh? Yeah. You going to double down on that? I told you the other day they're expensive. Have you purchased them yet? Uh, I believe so, yes. Oh, wow. Is that okay to do? I guess you can freeze them, right? Well, they're frozen. Yeah, as I say, so. you, can throw, you can freeze them. It'll be good to get them out and thaw them up before the big game because you still have a couple of weeks before that happens, or at least a week and a half before we have to worry about that. But on this show, we also play music, kids. Let's start with some Faith No More. It's epic here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J was very excited about this story when he found it yesterday. But uh, we are going to get a new batch of convenience stores around the Treasure Valley. They are known around the world as Come and Go. And if you have gone on some road trip, is this the only reason why you were excited? The title? No. Come on, that's that would be immature. <laughs> uh, if you have been on a road trip at all, you have picked these up or at least seen them from time to time. Uh, hell, maybe you even took a picture and posted it to your social media because that's the kind of world we live in. But they have over 400 stores available currently in 11 states. And the chain, which started in Iowa, is now making its way over here to Idaho. 
Uh, this year, the chain is going to expand to Utah and Michigan as well, and then Idaho is next on the list after those. According to Come and Go, they're going to plan to open up 20 to 25 stores over the next five years here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, they're going to begin in the second half of next year. That's when you can start seeing them. And you can expect them not just in Boise, but in other cities as well. Uh, the company said they have identified a few sites, but they're not specifying locations yet. But they do say every single one of them will be new builds rather than turning something into or an existing kind of convenience store slash gas station into a come and go. So you've got a new patch of convenience stores to look forward to. Uh, have you ever frequented one? And yeah, we must have, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, is they have any like identifying uh, things that make them different or stand them out? I uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't remember that well, but I do know this. I can't wait to do a live broadcast from from the new Come and Go. Uh, it does make you excited. Uh, I am not as well versed in the world and the fun of convenience stores as you are. You seem to frequent them much what? more than I do. Uh, I do go there for, like, gasoline, but I rarely go inside. You are a fan of particular convenience stores and some of the offerings they give, yes? Yeah, sure, 7-Eleven. Right, but we haven't had one of those in forever. Oh, I know. That's the only reason I think you're saying that. Well, no, you love you you you've talked before about going into Jackson's well, and you've sworn those off. Oh, <laughs> not Jackson's, but I mean just the food in general. Right, you had a bad experience once. <laughs> really, but bad. It is one of those deals where there's certainly a lot to be offered and different things from one to another. So another batch of convenience stores coming our way soon. Uh, is it bad or is it standard operating procedure? The fact that I had no idea that the Olympics are starting up this week. Well, you just don't pay attention to stuff. Uh, well, I mean, I pay attention and to you, stuff that I care and about. And you hate sports. So. Uh, I don't necessarily hate sports, mm. but uh, I, I really don't have much of interest in the Winter Olympics. Do you? Yeah, sure. I used to, anyways. Well, what are you doing these days? Uh, well, see, here's the thing. Since the internet, I mean, the I, I would probably say the last uh, Olympics that I was just very invested in was like in 94. Lillehammer? Yes. And then the internet hit, and it changed the broadcast and how we see the Olympics. And, and so I think that, you know, the problem is, is that by the time we get a chance to see the events, you already know who the winner is. It's it's not live, and so it's not nearly as exciting. See, I, I mean, while I agree with you, I certainly think that's part of it. I think if they were happening, like, in the United States... I still, my interest level wouldn't Uh-oh. be that high. Well, see, you uh, hate sports. I don't hate sports. I just you uh, hate America. You don't want to see us do well. You don't want to see well, us listen, win. I'm not. I'm not rooting against us in the Olympics. I'm just not going to actively participate in viewing said Olympics. Uh, and I did the same thing last year with this. With the, I mean, the Summer Olympics. Did you watch any of it? No. Right. So, I mean, how, how are you any different than me? I, I, I mean, I, I care, though, the results. <laughs> Do you? How uh, many yes, medals did I, we win? A lot. Yeah, I think okay. we took the most medals. Uh, Excuse you, sir. Major League Baseball is dealing with uh, an issue. They have a lockout, and the owners were originally supposed to come to a table with another offer that the players could talk about, but the owners had decided not to do that. Uh, they have instead decided to ask for the help of a federal mediator to uh, intervene in the stalled negotiations with the players. Whether or not that works or not is another story altogether. Uh, we do know that certainly spring training is not going to start on time. Uh, that was supposed to happen on February 16th. That will not happen now. Uh, it'll be a while before we've got some baseball coming our way. So you may want to buckle up for that. It's Requiem Day, Big J. Congratulations to Corn. They've got a brand new album out today, but... They're not staying dormant. They are already planning on moving on to album number 15. Jonathan Davis said that we're absolutely working on another record right now. 
It's nice to be in a band with guys you get along with and the guys that you love. He gets excited to write, so core members have continued writing new material since finishing work on Requiem. While he wants uh, the diehard fans to be happy with every project, he knows that making everybody happy isn't just possible, and so they're ready to move on and get ready to go, and who knows when they're going to be able to jump into a studio again and start recording it, but they're working on it. Uh, Of course, they've got a headlining tour that they have to deal with throughout the year this year. They're also on tour currently doing a couple of shows with System of a Down, those makeup dates that have been postponed for years and years years are now happening in and around the uh, the west coast they were in phoenix a couple nights ago uh, but they got a tour with chevelle and code orange that kicks off in march so they're gonna be busy i'm not expecting them to jump into the studio right away but just know that they're already ready to go on album number 15 so enjoy requiem it is out in stores today and then get ready new corn coming i guess very soon That's The Offspring, that is Self-Esteem here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we've got your, it seems like every other day, reminder that it's a good idea to hang on to everything and never throw anything away. Because you never know what you may have that you haven't touched in years that could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. In this case, we have another record. We have a record paid for the most money ever for a sports video game, Big J. And it was a 1990 Sega Genesis version of Madden Football. And it just sold, which was the very first co- you know edition of uh, the John Madden Football game that's been around since 1990. It sold for $480,000 at auction. Yeah, uh, man. Now, uh, this one was not like somebody that hang on, hung on to it or anything like that. The, the, the copy of the game actually came from John Madden's office after he passed away and heritage auction said that they've got a bunch of different things from john madden's office that he had decreed in his will be put up for auction and then the proceeds get uh, take given to charities that's what he wanted to do so uh that's the first one that was sold so that four hundred and eighty thousand dollars will all go to a charitable foundation that was created in madden's honor and the money is going to go to a wonderful cause. So this isn't a money-making thing, so maybe people are more willing to part ways with cash when they know it's going to a good place. I don't know. We've certainly... This isn't the most money ever given for a video game, so we know that kind of money in that kind of space makes sense. But this is one that I can feel a little bit better about because I don't think I jumped on the Madden bandwagon until it became available on other consoles because Sega Genesis is one that I never had. I mean, I had it later in life, but not in, like, its prime. Like, in 1990, yeah. I was full-on into my Nintendo and Super Nintendo and that kind of stuff. So I wasn't in the Sega Genesis world, and that's where the video game came out in the first place. So if you were a Sega person and you have a 1990 version of Madden Football, uh, hold on to it. It's uh, going to be worth a ridiculous amount of money very, very soon. Now, this one, of course, was brand new, still sealed in the box, again, right, right from John Madden's office. So Yeah, nobody's blown into it. Exactly. It hasn't been touched. <laughs> it hasn't even been opened. It's still shrink-wrapped, all that kind of stuff. So this is about as pristine as a copy can get. But, again, the world of video games has become incredibly collectible, especially if you have you know, kind of hung on to your consoles or your games since the 80s that's the stuff that's going to be starting to be worth a whole lot of money because now well listen man that's 40 years in the future dude i mean it's hard to believe but yeah some of this stuff was kicked around and made 30 40 years ago and so the cash is starting to come in so think about it if you got those video games separate them pay attention to them label them know what you have because you never know what could be worth some serious money one day morning after with nick and big j story time from belize courtesy of big j next on the x rocks 
It's Green Day, Brain Stew, and Jaded here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And gather round, kids. It's time for a story from Radio's Big J. I'm ready. Yeah, this is a story of how I almost drowned to death on the Mesoamerican Barrier Reef. Nick. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> so we uh, we're, we wanted to go snorkeling. That was you know we wanted to make that something we wanted to do. Uh, get the, get there in the water and have some experiences, Nick, while we're in Belize. And so, uh, yeah, the uh, Mesoamerican Barrier Reef there is one of the largest natural barrier reefs in the world. And uh, there is a uh, right there outside of San Pedro, a place called the Whole Chan Marine Reserve. So uh, it's a great combination, right? Uh, there's a, there's protected wildlife there, and so you get to go and, and snorkel. Now, when you say snorkel to me my thoughts are like okay we're gonna be out in you know um just you know very shallow water and and kind of looking at stuff right that's what i, I kind of think to myself and as uh, we're getting ready uh they're getting us outfitted with uh, fins and historical gear right uh, nobody says hey by the way as we're going to do this there's a certain amount of swimming that we'll be doing Right. There was no conversations about that. Um, and so nobody asked, you know, how well you can swim or those sort of things. And there was no indications that what we were getting into was oh, we're going to be going out in the middle of the ocean. Right. I mean, when I when we thought snorkeling, we thought it would be kind of off the shore sort of thing. Anyways, uh, we get going out there. We're, we're with, um, you know, there's 12 of us all together and uh, we get out there. And so uh, they're going over the instructions and our guide, uh, Raul, who was awesome. Uh, he is like, hey, uh, do some of you want to wear, um, you know, uh, life vests? And now here's the thing for me. I am generally a pretty strong swimmer. However, I don't have a, a lot of experience out in the ocean swimming uh and so I, we didn't know how much we were going to be swimming either and so i'm like yeah i don't need the the life vest because i'm a human life vest uh you know i i float uh and it's very hard for me to uh dive underwater by the way uh so that's not usually in the cards for me uh, and then i've got these uh fins the flippers nick and i'm not super experienced with them and i do not like them partly because uh they uh also float and so when i have them in the water it tips me up so that my head goes way down underwater i I've, it's a very unbalanced sort of thing and i haven't had a lot of practice swimming with them so we get in the water and uh, we start swimming and we get we're getting further and further from the boat and you know i'm also having a difficult time while i'm in belize staying hydrated because it's so hot and humid you know i'm just losing a lot of water and i it's it's hard to keep up and so right away i mean right when we get into swimming out there uh in the ocean and the currents i start to uh, cramp up and i'm like oh no so i'm like and like I, where in your legs yeah or? my leg okay. and and the primary reason is because of the flippers because when you're in there and you're swimming there's a lot more resistance and so i was like i'm gonna take these off so in the middle of the ocean i take them off and then raul's like hey buddy what are you doing don't do that i'll put these back on and i'm, I'm really struggling i'm far behind the group and so he throws me uh the donut um you know the big circle sure uh thing and i he goes hold on to this and then he pulls me around are you because i know you're with people that you know but you're also with it sounds like eight people that you don't yeah so absolutely. are you very embarrassed by this whole situation no, i'm not embarrassed okay. at all i just, just because none of us knew how far and how much we were going to be swimming i mean we we're all kind of like whoa man uh, how many other the people in your party had to get tugged around by somebody uh nobody okay so but, but also i'm the fat guy there so uh that's just the way it is and i'm sure that uh, raul was prepared for that it seemed like he knew what was going to be happening 
And so, uh, but you know, great on them because they really wanted to make sure that you saw all the stuff that was out there to be seen. And he wanted to make sure that we did that. But really, I mean, we, we swing, I mean, we were out there probably seven, 800 yards, seven, 800 yards from where our boat was. And the current is so strong. It's just, it, it's a, it's a different thing. By the way, the water there's extra salty for some reason versus the seawater I've been used to. It's kind of weird. Everybody was commenting on it. I'm not sure. I didn't know that there was like different variations throughout the world of, <laughs> of water, but uh, it was a, it was a struggle for sure. And I thought, man, this is not going to be good. It, especially as I looking back to the boat, and I'm like, man, we're far away. We got to get back over there. So swimming back was much easier, obviously, with the uh, current going that direction. Um, but I, I w- it would have been nice if they said, hey, we're going to be doing a lot of swimming. How was your fitness level? And I would have been like, you know what? It's not that great, actually. Uh, I'm doing better now, but no, I'm not prepared to swim four miles today. Right, right. Uh, but you did get to see some cool things, right? Yeah, I got to see sea turtles and uh, uh, some nurse sharks and then um, uh, a more eel. So it was very, very cool. Worth it? It was then? beautiful. Yeah, absolutely, because you're doing something. It wasn't like it's something I deeply regretted doing, but it was a scary situation for a few minutes just because, you know, they didn't really, I didn't feel like we were prepared for that. And, and even uh, the wife and uh, John, who was uh, with us, John, uh, our, you know, our friend John and Adriana, they were like, boy, that was a lot. We had a lot of swimming to do, and nobody told us that was going to happen. Uh, do you want to do it again at some point, snorkeling? Yeah. Or has it been there, done that situation? No, I think it would be nice. I need more practice swimming with, uh, like, the, 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 the fins. Yeah. How do you get that? I guess you could do that anywhere, huh? Yeah. You well, you know, I mean, ultimately, that really is that those are really handy for you uh, when you're swimming underwater. Sure. And so that's not something I'm very accustomed to doing. Uh, how much swimming, because again, I can't swim. So uh, how much swimming underwater is there with snorkeling? Like, are you under it most of the time? Are you going above or are you staying pretty much at level? I, th- I think it depends on your uh, experience level. Like uh, the what more you experience doing? you get, I was I was surface okay. snorkeling. Uh, but a couple people, they were going underwater and, and um, you know, then you come out and you blow out your hole. All right. I'll take your word for it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your story. Coming up in a few minutes, we got some important stuff. First of two world premieres on the show this morning coming up as well as we got new Red Hot Chili Peppers. It'll come your way right around 7.30 or so. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. In a lot of ways, if you don't have a horse in the race for the upcoming game next Sunday... (laughs) Then commercials have become the most anticipated part of the Super Bowl for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people will also say the last couple of years have been questionable at best. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, agreed. Uh, and with the big game a little over a week away, NBC Universal has officially sold out of all inventory, Big J. Don't worry about it. The Super Bowl will be chock full of commercials. And in case you're wondering, the several 30-second spots went for about $7 million apiece. Now... That's not the average price. That's like the high-end part of them. But last year, CBS got about $5.5 million for a 30-second ad. So that's about the same that Fox got in 2020. Why the million-and-a-half-dollar increase from one year to the next, Big J? Any guesses? Uh, no, I don't know. First time in Super Bowl history that the game will be available via a streaming app as well. It is available on Peacock as well as over-the-air broadcast. Peacock. And it also has the first-ever Spanish-language network broadcast because NBC also owns Telemundo. So the commercials were air on NBC, on Telemundo, and on the streaming app. So that is why the price point went up 
for all of these Super Bowl ads. Now, of course, the uh, ad revenue could also be affected by the fact that NFL ratings for this year have been over the moon, and there have been great playoff games, and that has helped as well. So it's been good for ratings, and that leads people to think that a ton of people are going to tune in because even if you don't have a horse in the race, again, you have had some pretty good games to watch over the course of the last couple of weeks. More than 30 advertisers have a commercial in the Super Bowl for the first time. That's uh, 40% of the total ads. So uh, it's a lot of different, you're going to see a lot of different companies. We'll see if they're any good or not. Any high expectations? Have you seen any teases that get you excited? Uh, well, the Zeus one. The one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. 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 That's one that's out there. Uh, you've seen the Michael Strahan NFL teasers. Uh, you've got the Gwyneth Paltrow Uber Eats teasers out there. So there's a lot of things that they're teasing for you to be able to watch come next Sunday, and hopefully you're able to do so. Jacksonville Jaguars have figured out their head coach. Doug Peterson is officially their man. They announced it last night. He's replacing Urban Meyer, who was fired in mid-December after the Jags went 2-11. Of course, it was just four years ago that Peterson led the Eagles to a Super Bowl championship of his own in the 2017-2018 season. He also made the playoffs three times in five seasons with the Eagles, but... Uh, he did not be was not able to kind of turn this team around once they lost some pretty key pieces to the team, and so he was fired a couple years ago. Now he's the head coach of Jacksonville Jaguars. Good hire, bad hire, indifferent. Hire. I, I mean, I have no idea. No, I mean it's nice when you can get a Super Bowl winning head coach. I suppose, yeah. right? Especially yeah. one that's done it so soon. So there's that. It's certainly an improvement over. Uh, well, listen, anything's an improvement over an Urban Meyer. That's true. Know. That's very true. Easily the most popular television show on cable is called Yellowstone, and Paramount Network announced yesterday that it's coming back for a fifth season. Jan Landon, who played Teeter, and Catherine Kelly, who played Enemy Emily, have been promoted to series regulars. The drama is set to begin production in May, so they do anticipate the fifth season should begin airing before the end of the year is out. So if you're a Yellowstone fan, good news. You're coming back and you have some more TV to look forward to later on this year. I'm going to hell and you know it! The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to New Mexico for today's We're Going to Hell story. The place we've been, Big J. Yeah. Together. Uh, it's a story that is a little fishy, so I'm going to, you know, kind of make sure that we start with that. I'm not sure how much of this is true. It seems a little bit off base to me, but listen, you never know. It's a weird world we live in. But a couple was returning to their New Mexico home after a date night, and they were shocked to find an armed stranger standing in their house with an AR-15 rifle, Big J. Never a good situation. And yeah, that's bad. But what happens next is even more shocking. According to the couple, they immediately walked in their house in frozen terror. And the burglar went out of his way to quickly quickly make it clear that he was not there to cause the couple any harm whatsoever. In fact, he said he was sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. I don't mean to freak you out. Uh, he said he was also embarrassed to be found in their house. That was never part of his plan either. He told them a story that he is from Texas. And that his family had been killed there. And he was running on the run from somebody that was trying to do the same to him. He said that his car broke down and he needed a place to go. So he broke into their house. He took a nap and a bath. He took some food and some beer. He insisted that he did not take any of their valuables. 
and he then offered the couple $200 cash to pay for the window that he broke in while climbing into the house. He then gave the couple the $200 and walked out of the house. He had a duffel bag with him, and of course he had the firearm, and that's it. And they looked around their house and they said, yes, he did not take anything valuable. They were missing exactly two beers and some uh, lunch meat, and that's it. Uh, Apparently he decided to freshen up in their house. And the couple, of course, called the police. The police took their report, have not been able to find the man so far. So this sounds like it's something straight out of a movie, right off the bat. But never a good story to have if somebody says, my family was killed and I'm running from somebody. But the other part of it is, if he had $200, why not just go somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why, Why not just grab something to eat someplace else? Or, you know, grab a hotel for the night. Instead of breaking into somebody's house, stealing their lunch meat and their beer and grabbing a shower and going with an AR-15 rifle, it's going to freak somebody out. And it certainly did. So, you know, they don't have any ring cameras or anything like that, so it's kind of like a just a story that they're telling, but they got a lot of details. I don't know what about it seems like it's weird to me, but that does seem like a weird situation, for sure. I don't know how you react to a situation like that. It's probably not great. But it might be time to make sure that the uh, the house is all alarmed up. You understand? Yeah. Because uh, you don't want this to happen. But at least he was nice about it. I guess so, yeah. I mean, he did give him 200 bucks. So there's that. And a good scare. But bad news bears, man. Hopefully whoever's following him didn't uh, lead him to the house, you know? <laughs> don't want that. Again, yeah. Another. It's like a, it's like a peacemaker it's, situation. It's a sequel. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. That is Blur. That is song two here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We know it's the Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley, Big J. Sports. But we probably should talk about a sports story that dropped around 9 o'clock last night. And it's not a good one, allegedly, if you are a fan of former Boise State head coach Brian Harson, Have you seen this? Uh, no. What oh, happened? my goodness. Uh, well, there is a puncher's chance that his career at Auburn could be done after just one season as the head coach. Six and seven is where he finished the year, had his team in a lot of games, but it's been a rough couple of weeks for Brian Harson. First, he lost his defensive coordinator, quit on the program, and then took a job at a lesser school with Oklahoma State, which is never a good thing. It's kind of considered a slap in the face to the program. Then uh, he hired a new offensive coordinator that was on the job for two months, but then he quit last week. So he doesn't have a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator. And then if you believe the story from Justin Hawkinson, who works at 3+, which is an Auburn kind of like insider on the campus, uh, Brian Harson could be out of a job at Auburn University because apparently there is evidence of him having an illicit relationship with one of his assistants at the university, which is never what a good is, what look. What is it with Auburn in that? Isn't that Petrino? Didn't he do that at Auburn too? Uh, I think that was Louisville. But oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is one of those deals where it's it's happened before. And, of course, that involved, uh, you know, a motorcycle accident and all sorts of craziness with Petrino. But it is a little bit different. But Brian obviously hasn't said anything. Again, these are all just allegations. There's no, you know, I've got no evidence other than the the story that I have read uh, and the fact that her picture's out there and all sorts of stuff. 
already as to what's going on and what could be happening with the Brian Harson administration. But that would be a pretty big faceplant for the dude that's been seven years here. Of course, you know, his wife is from here, three kids, you know, all sorts of stuff. So there's some ugliness that could be around this. Again, don't know how much any of it, none of it is true. I'm not sure. I'm just uh, I'm just relaying the information that I saw last night from the story. And then, of course, Auburn Twitter has taken off and, you know, posted pictures of Brian Harson's face photoshopped on Bobby Petrino's body. I mean, all oh, sorts of stuff. I didn't even I didn't even know that. I just took it. Uh, the first thing that came to mind, man. All sorts of stuff are going on. So e- no matter what happens, it's not a great look for Brian Harson, unfortunately. And I'm not sure how he gets himself out of this particular thing, but there's a lot of things happening in Auburn, and and it could be that Brian Harson is done there. We shall see. But not a great week for him, that's for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got your important stuff, plus we have to do your pop culture smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. For the last two-plus years, one of the things that has taken off here in the United States of America is telehealth. Big J, you're familiar with it, yes? Yeah. It's the opportunity for you to have a virtual appointment with your healthcare professional as opposed to going and see them in person. And they're finally starting to get some research back on the benefits or the positives and negatives of telehealth. And for the most part, it's actually really good. You know, among medical professionals as well as patients, they said it was nice to be able to kind of get an idea of what their patients' homes look like. So if there are any obstacles after a procedure or something like that, they're familiar with it. They're able to see the exact medications they are taking as opposed to, you know, sometimes you're just guessing or you don't know what you're prescribed or the name of it or whatever. And they're able to interact directly with care partners, all positives as far as the professionals are concerned. But there are some negatives to telehealth as well. And it mostly falls on the emotional side of things. Uh, one of the things that they say is the the biggest, uh, I guess, negative thing about telehealth is when you get bad news. You know, uh, there's going to be good news when it comes to health stuff, and there's going to be some bad news when it comes to health stuff. And apparently, according to at least patients, it's a lot easier to stomach sometimes the bad news that you're going to hear from a doctor if you're hearing it in person and they're there to comfort you. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're hearing it over the internet and you're on a Zoom meeting with somebody and they tell you, listen, I've got bad news about your health situation, it certainly can seem a lot more distant, a lot colder, all that kind of thing. And so uh, according to research, what they recommend is, listen, telehealth is important. It's a huge, huge benefit that you can have if you want to use it. But if you are going through something serious, you have some seriously or chronically ill patients, then factoring it in with in-person appointments is probably the most effective way to handle this kind of stuff. So you shouldn't be dealing with exclusively one or the other, especially if you have to go on the regular. Nothing wrong with telehealth, but it's best used as a supplement to something, and I think that's pretty much good advice. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to see a doctor in person, of course, and there's nothing wrong with... I've done both as well, so it's Yeah, nothing against telehealth, but I mean, there's some things that I just don't think that you can, you know, get a good grasp on without doing it in person. Of course, of course. There are certainly, certainly some examinations and things that you have to do in person that, that you require going to a doctor for, and that's certainly something that you can, can, should continue to do, but telehealth is a good tool to use. Difficult admission for me to make as a doctor on the radio. <laughs> that's right. 
Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have decided Doug Peterson is their new head coach. They announced it last night. He officially replaces Urban Meyer, who was filled in, uh, fired in mid-December. He went 2-11 as the head coach of the Jags. Of course, Peterson led the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl championship uh, in the 2017-2018 season, made the playoffs three times in five seasons with the team as well. So overall, pretty good tenure in Philadelphia. It just ended really badly there, and we'll see what he does in Jacksonville. If you want to watch the opening ceremony of the Olympics, it technically already happened, but it will be airing on primetime tonight. Uh, two weeks of the Olympics kicks off as of today. You'll be able to see them on NBC USA, CNBC, NBCOlympics.com, and of course on the streaming app Peacock as well. And if you like the new Scream movie, I uh, hope you want more because Deadline reports the Scream franchise will continue to grow. It was another box office success for the latest Scream movie, and so Paramount Pictures, Spyglass Media have given the green light to move forward with another sequel. That will be number seven in the Scream cinematic universe, which wow. is incredible. But they continue to make money. These horror movies make money, Big J. Doesn't matter the if they're horror, good, bad, or different. The horror. They continue to make cash. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will test your pop culture knowledge, plus give you the world premiere of the new Hailstorm track coming up here in a few. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Back from the dead, the name of the album. Duh. All right, uh, so uh, here we go. We've got some prizes to dole out here this morning, including tickets to uh, Road to WrestleMania, WWE happening Sunday at Extra Mile Arena. you got to pick those up today by 4 o'clock, friends. So uh, get ready to win those. And then uh, we'll get you a couple medium classic combos courtesy of Porter Subs here and get you qualified for the six-foot big game party sub, as Nick stated earlier. You don't necessarily have to have that for the big game, but hey, <laughs> it seems like a good opportunity to have a great party, if you know what I'm saying. So, if you want in on this action, 208-287-1003, you're going to have to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. Let's see if you got what it takes. To the phones we go. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Kyle. All right, Kyle, you're up first, Kyle. Today is Facebook's 18th birthday. Happy birthday, Facebook. <laughs> Facebook what use was initially limited to students at what Ivy League school, Kyle? Was it Yale, Harvard, or Stanford? Let me repeat that question, please. Yes, Facebook what use was initially limited to students at what Ivy League school, Yale, Harvard, or Stanford? Yale, I believe. Yale? Wrong. That's incorrect. I'm Yale, sorry, no. Kyle. Yale, no. Hello, the X. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Facebook use was initially limited to students at what school? Yale, Harvard, or Stanford? Uh, Harvard. That is correct. Right. Big J, on the original Facebook homepage back in those Harvard days, what actor's face appeared on the original homepage? Was it Al Pacino, Keanu Reeves, or Samuel L. Jackson? Um, hoo-ah. I'm going to go with Keanu Reeves. Wrong. Should have went with your gut. Oh, really? It was yeah. uh, Samuel Jackson? What? Wrong. No, you said hoo-ah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Al Pacino. Why? Right. Why? I don't know. I don't know why it was Al Pacino. But if you look up the original Facebook, in the upper left-hand corner is a very much a picture of Hoo-ah. Al Pacino. Hoo-ah. From, I think, Dog Day Afternoon. But uh, no reason why he is no longer there. Redemption but yes. after yesterday. Good job, my friend. Hang on one second. We'll Did get you all revenge? set up. Yes, he, he lost yesterday. About I'm an idiot. But now he's back. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're going to talk Lounge at the End of the Universe. That's happening next in the X. 
That is Filter. That is Hey Man, Nice Shot here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We keep telling you every week there's always something cool happening at the lounge at the end of the universe this weekend. Of course, no exception. There's lots of things you can choose from to go and enjoy yourself, including another really cool weekend full of fun and improv with Things and Company. Robert joins us from the lounge and Things and Company. Good morning, man. How are you? Hello. Good morning. I'm awake. I saw Jackass last night and I went to bed at 2 o'clock. Oh, how was it? Yeah, but uh, it's you. good. No, it's not. It's good. There's this <laughs> effort to introduce a new wave of performers, and it's like a suit looked at the movie and said, no, you don't have enough of Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. Focus on them to sell tickets. And they're like 50, so they yeah. can't still do it. And so, the, like, this girl named Rachel was amazing. She did, like, two or three pieces. One of them was called Scorpion Botox, oh, where they God, had scorpions sting her lips. Oh, my God. But they didn't show us the after footage of the swelling up, and she was like, and she also kissed a taser. It's and brutal. Sexy. And brutal. I was like, she's good, but yeah. they didn't give her enough time. And just enough. Uh, I'm not full- promoting Jackass, though. <laughs> no, you're not. You're here to promote your improv. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Things and Company have another show happening tonight. Is that correct? That is correct. And tonight. tell us exactly what we can expect if we go to a Things and Company show. I'm guessing the Uninspected, right? That that would be the de- definition of the brand is we don't know what's going to. Like last week, we did a Shakes- an improvised Shakespeare show, uh, and two people had never seen the show before, so we interviewed them and they were like in their 70s but claiming to be in their 20s and they talked to us a lot about their sex life so we improvised a Romeo and Juliet-esque romance between them where they met in a, in a, in a nunnery and got married uh, <laughs> and they didn't die. So Good. That, that Good. was cool. Uh, we also did More Things Than Men. Last week Mike had to guess versus an audience volunteer and he was trying to guess the porn parody of a Harry Potter wizards duel that was reenacted by ferrets directed by a man who only spoke Mandarin and the closing line of the parody had to be, well that was magic (laughs) and Mike lost to the audience volunteer so he's got some digging out of a hole to do tonight. Alright, alright. So he's he's uh, under the gun. By the way did he fall on his sword? Is that a joke about yeah. the porn parody? Yeah, yeah, that didn't didn't go well. He's Sorry. mixing up. He's he mixing up his Shakespeare and the Harry Potter. Yeah. That's oh. why he doesn't oh. understand what's going on. Did but, I mention that I went to bed at two because I saw Jackass? <laughs> no, Jay's mixing it up. You're yeah. fine, Rob. Yeah. No. No, I'm the amateur over here. It's... <laughs> yes, I, I hope he fell on his sword later when he got home. I, I don't want to see Mike falling on his own sword. Uh, and he's married. Congratulations so. on remembering even that. I mean, here we are a week later. Yeah. And you remember every aspect of the show. That's pretty oh, I was damn in the impressive. break room going, "What were all the details of the porn parody?" <laughs> what about? There's still stuff I'm missing because we tell the audience, make this as hard as you can. I love it. I love it. Uh, tell us Difficult. a little bit about the uh, the Patreon, by the way. Uh, the Patreon, we, we are taking registrations for workshops. Uh, workshops start in March. And so we decided to, you can drop in and you can pay for workshops individually, but you can also subscribe for the entire month. So we have a fee that'll get you, like the, the cost of two shows will buy you all four or five. Uh, the cost of one workshop will buy you the entire month you can subscribe to all of it and then there's digital content slash live streaming uh very close to being a reality so you can pay a small fee to actually have access to all that if you don't want to come out and you can still support the lounge and things in company so everything we do is in the patreon and that's patreon.com slash things in company beautiful and you can sign up and see everything we're doing and spelled I think out like or ampersand scheduled. 
and and okay yeah, beautiful andy, andy. Beautiful. So check nice. it out on the Patreon. There's a if you have, if you're not familiar with it, there's multiple levels that you can choose to to become a monthly subscriber that unlocks a bunch of different cool things for you. And like uh, Robert said, there's a ton of stuff on there for you to do. If people want tickets for tonight's show, the best way to go is loungeboise.com. That yes? is correct. Yes. And what yes. time does Things and Company start? Things tonight? and Company is on at nine after ten. Beautiful. And uh, Robert, you mentioned him because tonight uh, and tomorrow night at the Lounge at the end of the universe, a really cool comedian is in town. His name is Tim Northern. He is also in studio. Tim, thank you very much for getting up stupid early and being in here. We appreciate that. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I know you did a show last night at the lounge, and now you're up early doing one. But I want to say uh, you're the only guest we've ever had in the studio that has their own comedy festival named after them. So congratulations. I love the story, and I love the idea. Can you tell me a little bit about how it started and what's it about? Yeah, I was in Louisville, and and, uh, Louisville's a pretty big town, and we didn't have a comedy festival. So I was like, hey... uh, Let's start a comedy festival. But I didn't want to call it the Louisville Comedy Festival. So the guys that I was working with, they said, hey, let's just call it the Tim Northern Comedy Festival <laughs> since it's your idea. And I was like, no, <laughs> let's not do that. And they said, they said yes. And so, so that we did. <laughs> you named, and I don't know if it's true, but is it true that you did not perform at the first? I did first not perform. Day? At the first. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh man, brilliant! I did not. It is. It's absolutely brilliant and awesome, and I have to give you total props for that. That is wonderful. You, uh, you said we couldn't curse, and that guy said, "Jackass." Jackass is fine. Ass is fine. We can, you want to go oh. through the curses? We can say we can say bitch. We can say ass. Oh, we, we can, can. Oh, bastard. Totally. It's fun. one of my favorites. Yeah, oh. it's fun. It's fun. As I long like, as we don't like drop the f bomb. All right, okay. cursing. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I wish we could do it's, it more. Me too. I do it often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in comedy and and what you and how you got this whole thing going on. Oh, the way I got started in comedy was back in the 19, 1993. Uh, I remember it almost clearly. Uh, <laughs> I was watching the Def Jam on on the television, uh-huh. and uh, and I thought it was funny, like the first two or three times, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. But I, it wasn't the 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 material wasn't as as diverse as I would like it to be. Okay, because I have like a weird, dry sense of humor, and they didn't have too many weird, dry senses of humor, so. I said, you know what, instead of complaining, I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot at the comedy club. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. Beautiful. Did you start up and around the Louisville area? No, or I started a- in Nashville, okay. Tennessee. That's, that's my hometown, Beautiful. Nashville. How's the comedy scene in Nashville? Uh, it's uh, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's a good adjective to use to describe it. Beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, this year, first time in Boise, you've been through. Man, here a I've been to Boise before. so many times. Man, I've seen this place grow. Yeah. I remember the hole in the middle of, of downtown. <laughs> oh man! You know, I've been to the Basque Festival. I've, sure. Man, come on, man. Yeah. Man, You're a veteran. I, I, I floated the river. Come on, man. I love it. I love it. You know what's going on around here. That's like I remember, I remember when Napa was like way over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Caldwell was like, man, I don't want to go all the way to Caldwell, and it's like. It's all the same now. Yeah, so. we still bitch about it though, because that's what makes us residents. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember it was like three lanes. Now it's like eight lanes. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. grown a little bit exponentially, yeah. if you will. I like Beautiful. boys. Uh, you know, one of the things that that I have enjoyed about uh, you know having people come in from the lounge at the end of the universe from time to time is they're able to talk about the the fun that they have performing at that particular venue. Do you enjoy being love there? It. I'm, love it. Love it. I don't want. I want people to know that the lounge is not actually at the end of the universe. It's uh. <laughs> It's, it's in Boise. It's <laughs> true. It's, it's up on the bench. So it could not, be. But it's not. Okay. Have you seen the end of the universe? That makes me think that maybe you've been there. 
I mean, I've done a few drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but I've not seen the actual. Understandable. In my mind, I may have. Tim Northern is at the Lounge at the End of the Universe uh, tonight and tomorrow night. 7 o'clock shows uh, both days. You can grab your tickets at loungeboise.com. Uh, Jen, nice enough to give us a couple of pair of tickets to the show. Oh, hey, Jen. Hi. Oh. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, I want to make sure that we give away a couple of pair of tickets for uh, these are good for either tonight or tomorrow, yes? That's correct, yes. So if you would like to go and check out Tim Northern, highly recommended. 208-287-1003. we got three pair of tickets that we will give away to the first three callers that want to check out some great comedy at the Lounge at the end of the universe and what else is going on Jen? yeah so um we uh we just have really noticed uh just with everything that's going on that that our our educators the the school faculty and our healthcare workers uh i think are are really stressed out and badly in need of a laugh so uh for the rest of the month uh if you want to come to the lounge bring your ba- faculty badge uh from school or your uh badge from work if you work at a hospital or a professional uh, or healthcare worker and uh, you and a guest can be on us and just come in and, and just get some of the best medicine you can which is just some laughs that's great teachers love (laughs) tim Tim. (laughs) tlt baby get some tlt i love it i love it so yeah bring the badge uh get in for free that's pretty awesome as well thank you for doing that jen Jen. above and beyond for sure but if you want to go check out uh tim tonight or tomorrow now's the time to get on the phone 208-287-1003 robert jen tim thank you very much for coming in this morning talking about things always great to see you guys thank you very much with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by T-Moz and the pre-owned Superstore. It's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with T-Mazda's I pre-check button. Just click the big blue button at goteammazda.com. That's where you can find it. Headlines are as follows. Found you for the birds and, um, okay. Uh, found you. Sometimes missing pets are found far away, dude. Mm. And a cat who went missing from her owner's main home seven years ago will soon be reunited with her family after turning up more than 1,400 miles away in Florida. Wow. Denise Silly of Chesterville says the cat named Ashes was strictly an indoor cat at the time of the Great Escape in August of 2015. The family searched for the feline eventually lost hope of finding the animal, so she was initially confused when she got a call from a veterinarian in Longwood, Florida, saying they had a cat with a microchip from the Franklin County Animal Shelter that contained her information. After getting a description of the cat, she realized that it had to be Ashes. A GoFundMe page was started to cover Ashes' veterinary care and travel costs to make the trip home. Still not exactly clear how Ashes ended up so far from home, but listen, man, made it. From Maine down to Florida, why not, right? Yeah. I mean, that's quite the road trip. Poor little paws. Aww. And seven years, that's crazy. That's a resilient cat, man. Unless it's like Toonsis and it's driving everywhere. But that didn't really end well for Toonsis, usually, if you remember the skit. No. Driving off some sort of cliff and explosions. <laughs> rarely, rarely ended up well for that cat. For the birds or, um, okay. Let's stick with the animals. For the birds. Vlogging gets more exciting with unexpected interruptions, and Rasante Belbua was filming his first vlog while on vacation in the Philippines when a serpent eagle landed in his car through an open window. His GoPro camera caught the moment when the bird flew in, apparently injured. He quickly realized the bird was badly wounded and missing a few feathers, so he wrapped the bird in some towels, closed the window, got in touch with his cousin, who's a veterinarian, cared for the bird for a few days, and then released the bird back into the wild perfectly fine. Look at this. Yeah, wow, man. I mean, that's that's a pretty big commitment, and good for that guy for putting it all together. I'm not sure you're expected to take care of a bird, although, I mean, this was not a small bird, by the way. It's a big, 
ass eagle that flew into this guy's Eagly. car. <laughs> Eagly, yeah. That flew into this dude's car, and he took care of it. So, congratulations. Story ends well. Bird is healthy. Back in the wild, doing bird things. And yeah, maybe he's Eagly from the Peacemaker series. If he is, that'd be pretty cool. Although it wasn't a bald eagle, so I doubt it highly. Wrap it up with, um, okay. Big J, when was the last time you had a stuffed animal? A Big J stuffed animal. For Big J. It's been a few years. Can I interest you in one? No. What if I told you you could make your own? No. Courtesy of Build-A-Bear. Is it an adult version? Yes. Oh. Welcome to Build-A-Bear After Dark, Big J. It's only, uh few weeks late it's a new what do you mean i mean i, I did the story when you were on oh you did yeah why is it just coming out now I, it came out before you're just now seeing it jerks well if you don't know it's creepy af nick yes it is uh basically it's an opportunity for you to build your own teddy bear but it's like a horny bear and i don't know if i like it yeah, I didn't quite have that uh, definition uh, when uh, when we did the story. Yeah, but. well, but I mean, looking at some of the outfits they have for these Valentine bears, I'm not sure how else you put it. Maybe that's why it's back in the news, because Valentine's Day is Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing that bothers me about it, is that this shouldn't be mixed. This is like, you shouldn't be mixing this with what Build-A-Bear is. I agree. Because that's for kids, and these things should not come into the same distinct realm yes you know what i'm saying now i mean granted it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do weird things with the teddy bear but it is it is a weird concept for what is essentially a family place to have these bears and these crazy get-ups and you know fairly erotic situations it's very weird and uncomfortable and yeah to me uh stuffed animals and teddy bears are like kids things and then you you insert them into adult themed stuff and it's just yeah it makes me uncomfortable yeah when you go to dave and busters is there a separate arcade for adults no no but i know you'd spend all your time in there if there were <laughs> no because that's creepy oh like an adult arcade like the over 18 shop kind of arcade yes. yeah that would be weird that's what i meant Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's there your... isn't, by the way, everybody. There isn't. <laughs> There's please. Not. There's not. There's your headlines. We will do some bad impressions next on the X-Rock. Point three, the X. And a nice Morning After prize package here, which includes tickets to uh, Road to WrestleMania, WWE happening this Sunday at Extra Mile Arena. We'll get you set up with those. You just have to be here by 4 o'clock today to pick those up. We'll also throw out your pair of tickets to our free X show with Dead Sarah at the Dating Factory on the 21st of February. Opening up Silent Theory, Ghost Box, and Crush the Monster will get you all this if you can figure out Bad Impressions. 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has prepared three clues about somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then you've got a show that you're going to concert-wise on the 21st and a, a wrestling event that's happening this weekend. Yeah. Good luck to everybody. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Serena. All right, Serena, you're up first. Good luck. Serena, uh, today's bad impression based on a fictional character, okay? Okay. 26 books have been published about my life as a former MP in the Army who has decided to right the wrongs of the world on my own. Next. Tom Cruise played me in two movies. Tom Cruise. <clears throat> and last yeah. but not least, a brand new Amazon Prime TV series is available right now focused on my first adventure, Killing Floor. It's a hard one, Serena. If you either you know it or you don't, I think it's tough. It's a uh, Reacher? Yes. Hey, 
faith. Good enough. Oh, God, we'll I take it. <laughs> Only sold 100 million books. Not that hard, Nate. Hang on one second. Yeah, but if you're either you're a fan or you're not a fan. Uh, good job. Hang on one second, Serena. We will uh, get you all set up. And why is Jack Reacher in the news? Yeah, Reacher, the the new uh, TV series on Amazon Prime available right now. I thought it wasn't until this Sunday, so I'm super excited, yeah, man. Yeah, February 4th it drops. So, yeah, it dropped. In- now, is it the whole series or are they doing one a all week? Ser- all uh, eight episodes are available right now. Love it. Love it. Very much looking forward to this. I think it looks really good. Hopefully it stays true to the character. I imagine they're trying a little bit harder to do so, so it should be good, I think. Well, I mean, at least uh, the size uh, of uh, Jack Reacher's uh, Alan Richson is definitely a bigger man than Tom Cruise is. And uh, this this first eight episodes this season is based on the original uh, book, Killing Floor. Uh, and uh, they're, uh, so Sally Reed, uh, the Lee Child, the author, was talking about um, yeah, a lot of lees in my life, I guess. Uh, that how there there are a few differences in this uh, ver- versus the book, um, so that'll be interesting to keep an eye out for. Yeah, there's always creative licenses when it comes to you know adapting te- book- books for television or for film, so probably not surprising. But you just recently reread it, right? Yes. And does it hold up? The book yes Killing? oh of course yeah it's one of the best ones so uh it's available now for you to stream if you're so inclined and hopefully uh well see how it does maybe another season based on another book will come our way soon hopefully morning after with nick and big J coming up in a few minutes we wrap up the show that's next on the x round Blackville Brides, Crimson Skies here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap things up for this Friday and this week. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. Had a chance to world premiere for you two songs on the show this morning. The brand new Red Hot Chili Peppers Jam and the brand new Hailstorm on the show this morning. So that is always nice. Special thank you to Tim Northern for popping by the show. He is playing at the Lounge at the End of the Universe tonight, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Thank you for Robert Long for stopping by from Things and Company. They've got a show tonight, 9 o'clock, at the Lounge at the End of the Universe as well. LoungeBoise.com, best place to go to grab yourself some tickets for that. We also gave away the last chance at some WWE tickets over the course of the show today. That was fun, and even qualified somebody for that gigantic Porta Subs six-foot party sub, which we're about to give away. Agree or disagree, Big Yeah, you can do that right now. All right, spin the wheel, get ourselves a winner, and somebody's going to grab some delicious food on us and Porta Subs, of course. All right. Wheel is spinning. And our winner is Jay. Jay! Good job, Jay. Enjoy that meal on us. Uh, Hopefully you have a bunch of people over for the big game and you can enjoy it that way as well. Thank you to Supportive Subs for supplying it to us. It's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week. At some point, we will have Wolfgang Van Halen on the show next week. We'll also put the Full Court Press on our free X show with Dead Sarah. So if you're looking for tickets, we'll get a chance to hook you up for that. Jason Drew's coming in next. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rock. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.